This is episode 358 of The Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at Crimes of the Future, the newest David Cronenberg film. Is it going to be controversial? Is it going to be as good as his other films? Well, you just have to tune in to find out. This episode starts right now. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of The Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. I am your host. Chase Leave. And thank you for joining me on this day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome. And speaking of you guys, if there's someone out there that, you know, in your friend circle or family circle and they're just not much of a movie fan, well, you know what? You should pass this episode along and we should let people know that the Real Man Movie to a Colin the Movie podcast is out there for all your movie uh, needs, I guess. I don't know. Opinion pieces, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, maybe we can convince people to become movie fans. It's one of the best. Uh, art forms in the world. I love it. You love it. Uh, so let's make other people love it. So if you could spread this episode around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. You guys are awesome. Like I said at the top, this is episode 358. Uh, I will be reviewing Crimes of the Future, the newest David Cronenberg film, one of my personal favorites. Um, I took Joel with me. Um, don't worry, Joel is alive. He's He's somewhere. Uh, in case you guys were wondering, but yes, uh, I took Joel. Um, he's a huge Cronenberg fan as well. Um, so that will be the main uh, topic of conversation. Uh, but before I get into all of that and just like what I've been catching up on, I got to ask, as always, you guys doing good? Get, is everyone is everyone Gucci? Everyone, everyone fine out there? Um, yes, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, yeah, this is uh, just uh, another another busy week. Um, getting used to my apartment, and um, yeah, I uh, just kind of catching up on TV shows. I'm gonna get into that in just a second. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, movies I'm gonna be seeing here pretty soon, but for the most part, I just yeah, I'm just kind of catching up on stuff and um, just getting settled in, and yeah, all, all good. <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone else is doing well out there, uh, wherever you live, uh, in the, this country or in another country. Um, yeah, I just hope everyone's doing really great out there and I hope you guys enjoy June. June's here now. <laughs> so, um, it is a different month. Uh, that means, that means the summer is here and that means the back sweat when I drive now will be more prominent. So thank you, son. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it's summertime, so please make sure you do not uh, uh, pass out from the sun. Uh, drink your water, stay hydrated, uh, or you can be irresponsible like me sometimes and drink alcohol, dehydrate yourself faster, then walk outside and then realize that you made a sad mistake. So, uh, anyways, um, yeah. So, what have I been catching up on? Um, I guess first of all, I saw the uh, series finale to This Is Us. Um, kind of sad that it, it is done. Um, Brian, uh, Joel, one of Joel and I's, uh, best friends and, uh, you know, Brian and I, we, we have followed, uh, this is us for so long. And so, uh, yeah, we'll have, nothing, <clears throat> we'll have nothing to talk about anymore. Super sad. Uh, so yeah, Brian, Brian and I, are, we're just going to be completely, uh, abnormal now. We will have no idea what to talk about with each other because now one of the shows that we watch together will be gone. But, uh, yeah, but um, no, we talk all the time. Uh, so this is us, the series finale. That was pretty good. Um, it, you know, I wasn't expecting like a whole lot. I was expecting just a small little wrap up of, um, their storylines and everything. And I thought, uh, for the most part, 
it was uh, pretty solid. So I I, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I will deeply miss it. Um, so, hey, you know what? If Dan Fogelman wants to make some spinoffs and do, like, um, this is all of us, or this is them, or they is us, or I don't care. I don't care what the variation is of a this is us spinoff or whatever dumb title they'll pick from from that batch, but um, I'm going to watch it. I, I love those types of shows, but watch the series finale of that really uh enjoyed it i have uh started succession i am on season two episode one what a fantastic show you want to talk about a show that has immaculate writing and performance it is that show and the editing is also tight the cinematography is is fluid it's chaotic it's it just makes sense for each scene and all of it's handheld it's just it's really impressive stuff that show is on a whole different level. I understand the hype now. Everyone out there that has ever recommended it, you guys were not lying. So congratulations, you did it. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying following the Roy family and just like what what they're gonna do to like stay in power and just keep stabbing each other in the back. And then also there's a a bit of empathy with each one of them and like they're not all like 100% like horrid people it's just like it's amazing to me but that all comes within the writing making them deeply layered characters and the performance of the actors convincing us that they can be lovable even though for the most part they are hated and just um terrible terrible people so yeah I just I love this show I understand the hype now um unfortunately I think I saw the final shot of the last season of season three so i kind of know where like kendall is going uh in terms of his character arc but other than that i don't know anything else so excited to see that but yes succession if you were curious about starting it for the love of god if you got hbo max or hbo or whatever uh please please start it good stuff i will vouch for it um watch stranger things season four i think i'm up to episode five episode four was fantastic i understand like People saying that like Stranger Things season four is like the best season of the entire series. I I wouldn't argue with that claim. It's um it, it's really good stuff, and this season is just blowing my mind so far in terms of production value. And you were definitely seeing all that money on screen, that is for sure. Uh, but I, I I've been really enjoying this season, and I'm almost done with it. Uh, and then of course part two comes out in a couple months. And then The Boys came out. I haven't watched it yet. I uh, plan on watching it uh, tomorrow at the time of this recording, so probably we'll talk about it next week. But I'm um, looking forward to that. I've heard insane things about like, the first episode. It's like, yep, The Boys is back. Um, so, yes, looking forward to that. And that's about it. I don't think I've watched anything else. I watched MasterChef. Yeah. If you guys um, are, are curious which reality shows I watch, uh, I will watch the cooking ones, and I will watch Jersey Shore and um, the Real World sometimes. Yeah, my tastes are all over the place. Sue me. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. And I saw Crimes of the Future on Wednesday, and that's about it. Yeah, my my main goal is to finish Succession, uh, and then of course start The Boys. Um, uh, and so I can just be caught up on all that stuff. So, yeah. And then, of course, next week, uh, Ms. Marvel comes out. Uh, I had the opportunity to see the first two episodes. Didn't have time, so I'm just going to watch it week to week like everyone else. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, it's a good summer ahead of us. There's a lot of great shows 
uh, coming out. I watched the first 20 minutes of episode one of Obi-Wan. I don't... I don't know, man. I just... I've liked Mandalorian. I've liked Mandalorian season two. I didn't like Book of Boba Fett. The Andor trailer looked cool. I'll give it that. But I just... I don't know, man. I'm just bored with all this. I'm bored with the Skywalker storyline. Like, I'm just... Can we please just move to different characters? I just, I don't know. I'm just so bored by it. I don't, it's just a personal thing. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to finish it, though. <laughs> but if it's only six episodes, I might just binge it when it all comes out. <sighs> but, yeah, I'm not, like, super, like, into it, you know? But, yeah, whatever. Um, that's that's about it. All, all I've kind of caught up on. Um, I said I was going to see Jurassic World uh, next Tuesday for you guys for next week's episode. Probably won't get to see it until Sunday now, uh, next Sunday. So it will be a little. It will be that Sunday. So it'll be basically a week from now. But that will be next the next episode, and I'll probably see Lightyear um, after that, and that'll be the next one. And then after that, I'm not really sure. And then I think Thor: Love and Thunder will be like two weeks after that. So yeah, I'll have a I'll have stuff to talk about with you guys. Isn't that awesome? And then I've also signed up for Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh, from director uh, Cooper Rafe, uh, who also did Shit House. Y- you heard me right. That is the actual name of the, the movie. Great little coming-of-age like romance film. Check that one out if you haven't seen it. Shit House, that is the actual name. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that because he co-stars in that one with uh, Dakota Johnson. Uh, and I've heard a lot of great things from Sundance. So I really hope this puts Cooper Rafe into the stratosphere and he just continues to do more, more stuff. Uh, I think he's from Texas, actually. Um, so good stuff. So that's all I have planned in terms of like what's in my, my email box now. Um, I might, uh, do a short little recap of like Ms. Marvel or, or, and the boys and all that stuff. Like, you know, week to week, uh, every time I do these episodes. Um, but yeah, really, really nothing beyond that. So Yes, uh, I hope everyone is watching a bunch of TV and uh, catching up on stuff. Uh, also, I might watch Secrets of Dumbledore at some point because it's on HBO Max now. I, I have no clue. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that will do it for all, all the catch-up here. When we come back, I will be talking about David Cronenberg's new film, Crimes of the Future. Super excited to talk about it. Uh, so yeah, when we come back from the break, uh, buckle up. (laughs) See you guys soon. And welcome back from the first break. Let's not waste any more time and let's talk about crimes of the future. Now this one comes to us from Neon and it's written and directed by the one and only David Cronenberg, uh, a, a filmmaker that is not shy by any means and he definitely has made a name for himself for i think all the right reasons he's one of my personal favorites so i was very much looking forward to this so what is crimes of the future about humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations with his partner caprice saul tesner's celebrity performance artist publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in an avant-garde performance so that is your um plot right there sounds pretty cool right um Definitely um, fits the Cronenberg model. <laughs> you know, he doesn't play it safe, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You will have uh, something that catches your attention just with the first sentence, um, and so that's what he—that's what he's known for. He just—he likes to swing for the fences, and um, he will—he will get people people's eyes. That's for sure. 
Anyways, this one, uh, the two people that are performing these uh, avant-garde um, kind of performances in front of people are played by Viggo Mortensen and Leah Sado, and then uh, Kristen Stewart's in this. Uh, she plays a organ specialist. I think that's the best way to describe her. Um, so those are your three main people. So going into this, I was really looking forward to it. I think David Cronenberg is a very special filmmaker. The guy is not never shy. He always tells a story um, in the most potent way possible. And, you know, it, it might be gory, it might be extreme, but there's always something underneath it that's either driven emotionally with the characters or uh, really driven with some intense social commentary. And so the way he makes his films, it just, for me personally, it has an extreme effect um, because he has a different uh, kind of viewpoint as a filmmaker and an artist and him really just kind of making his voice heard with everything that he's seeing happening around the world and really wanting to um, put his, his unique style out there, telling um, what his stance is on like what he's just witnessing around the world. That's, that's, that's great stuff. And that's why I've always admired him. I like and love most of his movies. So I will always look forward to anything Cronenberg does. He's just that good. There's a lot of people when they look at his films, they're like, oh, he's just shock. And he's just trying to provoke you with no substance. And it's like, yes, he is um, very comfortable with extreme violence and, and sex and all that. But that's not just what he does. Like, please just watch his movies and, and understand, like, what kind of thematic underbelly that he's got going on uh, with the story. Because it's really powerful stuff on um, what he's commenting on. So that's the way I see it. I understand if he's not for you, uh, totally understandable. But for me, that's the way I see it. There's always something to his stories and to the characters. And I think that's what makes his storytelling a little bit more powerful um, than most. And he just likes to mix it with extreme violence and, and sex. But it works because he crafts the environment that they're in and it fits. So, um, yeah, so all that said, I was looking forward to it. I am open to seeing this movie again. I am open to understanding it on a deeper level. For me personally, I thought this movie was just okay. And I thought for Cronenberg, it was a little bit more tame, kind of dull in some areas, and also not, not as deep as I wanted it to be. It was just kind of more surface level um, type of thematic story points and, and character beats and everything. And it was fine, but I don't know. I just, I felt like this could have been more. I think my major complaint about this is that this could have been longer. It's an hour and like 40, 45 minutes. This could easily been a, the next Westworld on HBO. I, I truly believe that. With the type of environment and the, the atmosphere that he has created with this, there was much more to be desired. It just, it was cut short and it didn't really feel like it scratched anything beyond that surface. So that is my major complaint about it. Other than that, I thought everything else was, it was fine. And it set up a lot of interesting things and interesting ideas and just uh, what Cronenberg was trying to tell us. But I just, I honestly think it just could have been more. It really could have. Like, I feel like what we watched was a great pilot to a show. Like, even with the ending of this film, it was really powerful stuff. But by the time it kind of got revved up and got going, cut short. So... Um, that's my major thing about it, but 
to kind of go off of Cronenberg uh, uh, as writer and director, in terms of the actual story that he he crafted, it's got like, um, for for me, it kind of like had a taste of Blade Runner and like RoboCop and like a bunch of these like kind of futuristic stories. Um, he kind of just crafted it in his own vision. Some of the set pieces fit that environment. Um, some of the practical effects and some of the uh, actual uh, things that were built to just make the scene feel, feel a little bit more authentic. Good stuff. I, I, I like it. I definitely has a, a sense of style and a sense of a flair when it comes to what type of environment he's trying to create. On the flip side, though, I do find this film a little bit closed off. It doesn't feel as open world as it should. It feels like it's only set in like two or three locations and it feels a little bit uh, closed off than it should. Um, case in point, like when you look at Mad Max Fury Road, there's really not that many locations in that either, but you can feel the vastness of the desert. You can feel like this world has been in this state of... Um, state of emergency for quite some time and it's just a bleak future and like you can you can sense the the reaches of this world to other parts of the world i couldn't feel that here it just like i said it felt very kind of closed off almost like a like a stage play it was weird like it was just like just a few like a few environments that kind of played with and that was about it so i kind of wish it was a little opened up a little bit more um hence why i think a series would have really i think this would have dominated um as like the next Westworld or something like that. So, um, yeah, in terms of like uh, environment and stuff, I think Cronenberg, you know, he did he did okay for the most part, but a lot of the set pieces and, and costuming and kind of just craftsmanship of the um, production value, I, I think uh, does help out quite a bit. Um, as far as the actual thematic points and like the social commentary and like the characters that Cronenberg has written, once again, I think there is something there. Um, Leah Sadu's character, uh, she, she has a lot going on and so does Viggo Mortensen. Problem is by the time it gets to like the last like 20 minutes of the film where the climax is about to take place, that's when their characters started to get a, a bit more interesting for me. And so I just wanted, I wanted more. And so getting cut off short like this, it, it felt like it did a disservice to the characters and like what he was trying to build up with their arcs and just their storylines it just, it was a little bit too late. But the characters that he did craft were really, um, I, I felt like they were sad, they were lonely, um, trying to seek validation from people. That's where the kind of body performance shows come from. Um, there was there was a lot to them. It just wasn't explored enough. Kristen Stewart's character is, is fun. Uh, I liked seeing her in a Cronenberg universe. Um, she does this kind of like weird, uh, uh, not weird, but like a, a very like, um, kind of shy personality. And it definitely, it, you, you feel like, you know, that's something that she could easily do, but she actually makes this character stand out. She makes it different from the way she kind of, uh, uh, you know, carries the language and like, you know, um, has specific pauses between sentences and just the volume of her voice, like the inflections, like she made that character really cool. Cause I'm like, she's she has like that shy stereotype that we all know Kristen Stewart has, but like she managed to make something different. So I, I applaud her a lot for that. And then Scott Speedman is also in this. I really enjoyed um, uh, him in this because he definitely had a uh, uh, a sense of menace to him. 
and um, you just don't see that as much from uh, from him, and so that was that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I thought the characters were were there. I just thought it could, it could have been a little bit more. Um, and as far as like some of the social commentary goes, you know, with the synthetic environment and like having like these synthetic organs and stuff, um, I kind of got the sense that this was more of an environmental message with all the plastic that's polluting our oceans and stuff, and how that you know humans could. Uh, also become just super plastic um, as uh, as the years progress and, and stuff. And so I, I, that's what I got from it. Like it, it was an environmental thing. Uh, the person I saw the movie with, Joel, he pointed out like with the uh, like body performance uh, in front of people and stuff has a lot to do with like, um, I think he said this it was like validation and like the obsession with like our bodies and like also the obsession with people wanting to like us and stuff. So kind of got that commentary going on and a few other things as well um uh that i i I couldn't really pick upon uh once again i think i need to watch it again but those were like the two main ones but i i know that there was a lot more under it once again with cronenberg films it it takes uh takes a long time to dissect these things but um yes i thought it was all there just could have explored a little bit more honestly and if they wanted to push this movie to like two and a half hours I, I would have been down. Maybe there would have been a little bit more of an impact of what he was trying to get across. And then, uh, uh, so I talked about writer Cronenberg. Let's talk about director Cronenberg, where I thought for the most part, uh, definitely has his sense of of uh, abrasive filmmaking, where he just likes to show it all and uh, be as, as unnerving as possible and really just makes you want to pay attention to every single shot. And I, I, I thought just watching this i felt like he's back like he has slipped back into the director role and really just um he knows how to keep your attention and he knows how to uh make potent filmmaking and i i enjoy that so i think for the most part could have been longer but i think writing and directing wise he did a great job performances um took me a while to get into with vigo mortensen but by the time the end of the film Happened in like that the whole climax. I kind of got a little bit more into his performance and a little bit more into his character. And that final shot was worth it. But once again, I wish there was more. But he was, he's a part of the last shot, and it was a really just beautiful moment um, of just just clarity for the, for the entire uh, movie. Uh, Leah Sadu is always awesome. Uh, she can take the worst script in the world and she can make her part awesome. But that's not the case here. She is great all around with a, a pretty solid script. So I liked her uh, kind of back and forth with Viggo Mortensen. I would actually like to see them do more, um, more films together as like a couple. And then Kristen Stewart was also uh, really engaging as well. Um, I want to see her take more kind of swings like this and do more films like this that uh, are, are a little bit out of her, um, you know, uh, like what people are used to. And so I, I think, uh, I think she did a great job. And then uh, I think the last thing I want to discuss, um, I mentioned it was a little bit dull. As much as I like the environment that Cronenberg sets up, I did find some of the cinematography to be a tad dull. I It didn't feel, um, I don't know, there was just something about it to where like some of the shots were really cool, very inventive, but uh, for the most part, it just didn't really have like a, a full Cronenberg flair to it, you know? And so I think that's where, like, I kind of felt like he was a bit tamer in this film. And so 
I, I, I have no clue. Um, but yeah, it was uh, some of the some of the shots were. I don't know. It was just quite quite bland and quite flat. And I don't know. I just when you watch a Cronenberg film, like that's just not how he operates. But that could have just been another issue. But and the music was also uh, kind of cool from what I remember. Um, you know, kind of once again sets the mood, sets the tone, uh, and adds kind of a lot to it. That's about it. Uh, I know there's a whole lot more to discuss with Cronenberg films, but if you were actually interested in seeing this, I'd say still give it a shot. If you're a Cronenberg fan, give it a shot. Maybe you'll love it more than me. Maybe when I watch it again, maybe I will have a a euphoria type of like uh, coming to Jesus moment where I'm just like, well, I was an idiot. Um, I should have... Uh, uh, understood everything uh, that was going on. My friend Joel that saw saw it with me, um, he he loved it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it, you're, there's going to be different reactions to it. Um, but for the most part, I think it's fine. Um, I just wish there was a little bit more to it. Um, once again, HBO or someone pick it up as a series. Neon, sell it, <laughs> sell it to someone. Uh, create a series out of it. And Cronenberg, pull David Lynch, uh, like he did with uh, Twin Peaks on Showtime and just go bonkers with this one. So uh, that is my review of Crimes of the Future. Please let me know down below uh, if you have seen it or not, whether you liked it, loved it, or hated it. Because like I said, Joel and I had different opinions on it. Um, he loved it. I thought it was just okay. It might change my mind on a second rewatch. I have no clue. But um, yeah, let me know what you think and what you think of Cronenberg films. I forgot to mention this earlier, but like, uh, or at least go in depth with it. If you have not seen like uh, Videodrome or History of Violence, Eastern Promises, uh, Existence, Naked Lunch, I've not seen Scanners yet. I still got to see that. Uh, and I, uh, there's a couple more I have to watch, but just what an explosive filmmaker he is. Like, that's why I, I'm attracted to like filmmakers like him and like David Lynch and stuff. Cause like they take the weird and absurd and the abstract and they create this like this beautiful little aura around it and like there's just so much meaning behind it and the characters are really fleshed out and just really um just emotionally powerful and like the social commentary is insane and like how good it is and like there's just so much just anger and passion and just all that stuff behind their films but like you understand like why they're making it and so that's why david cronenberg is so special so, um, yeah, um, let me know what, you, what you've seen from him and uh, if you liked uh, this one in particular. But that will do it for this episode of uh, Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast. Episode 358 is in the bag. Next week should be Jurassic World Dominion. Um, it will be on Sunday because I'll watch it on Sunday, and then I'll just come home and record it because I highly doubt I'm going to need like a day or two to process it. So there you go. Um, might watch Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom to prepare for it because I actually never watched the sequel uh, because the only one I've seen is Jurassic World at this point. And I've seen the other three, of course, but um, yeah, so I, who knows? I might do a whole like um, watch of the older films or just Fallen Kingdom. I'll, I'll think of something, but uh, next week will be Jurassic World Dominion. So, but that will do it for this week's episode of the Room and Corner Movie Podcast. Thank you for joining me. You guys are awesome. Always so great. Uh, please spread this around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to. And I really hope you enjoy this. And um, whenever you're listening to this day or night, you guys are awesome. Love you all. Uh, and I will see you guys on the next one of the Real Man Cold the Movie Podcast. I am Chase Lee. Goodbye.